Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mailbag episode. Your questions, comments, and concerns answered, or at least attempted to be answered. Joining me to do just that, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, hello. Happy September 7th. Of course, yeah. Big day on the calendar. Top uh, 365 in my book. Great Thursday for me. As well, I got a couch today, which uh, I think producer Josh likes because it's not echoing as much back here. Uh, and yeah, gentlemen, great to be with you. Wow. Now, where did you buy this? Ca- what was the couch purchasing process like? Was this an online purchase? Did you go and put your butt on a bunch of different couches and see? Yeah, you put your butt down and then you go online. You kind of search comps. And then uh, they came, dropped it off this morning. The couch guy said my shirt that I was wearing, quote, goes hard. Uh, So that really just set me up for success today. That was a huge boost. Is it the shirt you're wearing right now? No, 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 no. It was, uh, I have this, there's this Australian NBA artist, Adam Bollinger. I love him. Yeah. And so I had his uh, Doug White Man Can't Jump t-shirt on. And the, the guy really liked it. I uh, gave him the website. Kyle Porter is here. KP, he got a compliment on a shirt that goes hard, yet he changed his shirt. I would never change my <laughs> shirt after that. Yeah, no, I, I don't um, I don't think I would either. Uh, my spades playing went pretty hard today. Played some spades against the kids. That's is one spades, of the things. Is spades a game of skill or luck? <clears throat> It's it's both. I mean, is poker a game of skill or luck? Well, I would say skill. Now, in the in the short term, entirely luck. In the long term, entirely skill. Yeah, I think I think spades is different because it's skill in that it's a little like um, it's a little like the Ryder Cup. It's it's team play. Um, so you have do you not have do you not play spades? I've never played spades. No, Patrick. Uh, maybe some variation of it. Some variation of it, like hearts. Yeah, they're like the same, right? Ones you want the most, one you want the least, kind of. Yeah, they're 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 in the same like ballpark, I would say. Okay, but yeah, yeah, taught the kids how to play spades. They are 
they're kind of like Victor Hovland circa like 2019 to 2021, where they just either try to get all the tricks or none of them. And you're like, I don't think that I don't think you understand like having restraint, like having discipline. <laughs> like it's like Hovland pulling at every pin at Kiowa, and you're like, he's like, what's the problem? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> so they're maniacal about it, but yeah, it's it's good time. Well, we had this question though. Is this was in in the newsletter? Did you see this, Rick? Which question? If you had to play a game with your life on the line and you were randomly pitted against another, uh, however like however old you are, like the same age, English speaking male. Okay. For both for both of you guys, mm-hmm. what game would you pre-pick? So you don't know who you're drawing. You might draw Bryce Harper. You might draw an accountant. So something that I think that I am uh, significantly better than a similar peered counterpart would be. Yeah, or maybe they just don't know, like, they don't know the game. But yes, essentially, like you're significant, like you have confidence that you're in the 99.9 percentile of this of this game. It could be any game. It could be and it'd be a like game sport, like because you said Bryce sure. Harper was yeah, yeah. Like I would obviously not choose like slam dunk contest. No, that'd be bad for you. Yeah, but <laughs> you probably also wouldn't. F- there's like there's probably only like a three percentile. Or like the ninth, you have to be in like the ninety-six percentile to even dunk. There, there's a chance. I there's a chance that neither the the, the most likely outcome is neither yeah. of us dunk. Yeah, <laughs> all square. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Um. Ooh. What That's uh? What what was yours, Kyle? Papa shot. Wow. That yeah. one. Either Papa shot or banana grams, which is like a variation on Scrabble. See, I didn't even okay. think about. Interesting. Um. You, like neither i'm not i'm not losing dice. either one of those to another 38 year old speaking male or female but what would nick taylor pick mario kart right yeah golf <sighs> or golf he yeah he probably has a couple of options but yeah he could do a lot of different should, he should pick golf but then he might get he might pull rory and it's like well sorry nick taylor Kind of leaning golf, but that's kind of a boring answer. Um, I'm I'm sneaky uh, maniacal one v one basketball. Okay, I've got a little Manu in me. Um, Euro so stuff. There is a. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> there is a. It's a relatively new arcade game. It's it's a nerf shooting game um, that I currently hold the high score at this arcade over here. Now, I'm pretty sure only like eight year olds play it. So when I came in, I dominated. But that's like what you want, right? If no other 30 mid 30s humans play it, then you're good. And it is it is a little like once you figure it out, because the way the targets come in and out, the higher values float through and once you learn how to like it's not once you solve it like it's pretty good but if we just sat down random person i think i'd wreck them well i so i should say like the 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 person that you're facing has one day to prepare for this this event 
I might have lost mm. my edge and nerf shoot him, nerf shoot him up or whatever. <laughs> but one day you would still have like a, you would still have an advantage. It, it might not, it might just not be as like, like golf is would be great because it would take somebody three years to get. That's what you should pick, Patrick. Yeah, yeah you're just you're just hoping you don't draw somebody who's Steve. already better than you. Yeah, Scheffler, you might. Oh yeah, that that's kind of a risk you got to take. Sure. Oh, I'm going to think of this is going to, this is going to consume a lot of my energy over the course of the next couple of days. Well, one of my friends was like, you know, if he picked golf and he was like, if I do draw speed, like it's a great way to go. Yeah. Speed <laughs> <laughs> took my life. Wait, is that the penalty? I'm, I'm dead now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is yeah. Your, your, your life is on the line. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. That would be the so most insane. Well, it brings some, like, I don't want, I don't want to pick something where I could like, choke you know right so you want to take some of the i don't know it's it's hard it's a difficult it's a difficult proposition producer josh do you have one i've been sitting here racking my brain um video games comes to to mind you got to be more specific probably like call of duty that's that comes like to one-on-one mind. yeah okay uh, maybe I'm not sure I'm ready to say that one on the podcast. Never mind. Come on. Oh, um, let's, let's do it. To know let's Josh. Let's, let's Josh um, after a layer I, of Josh away. <laughs> um, I think I could beat any other 25 year old man on the planet in Disney Channel sing along. Disney wow. Channel like, like original movies, like the Ooh. ones that would come out on. Disney Channel. Are they yeah. still Frank. doing original movies? So, or are they the ones that I'm thinking of? Like, like what? What would you say, Patrick? Brink. I Brink the rollerblading one. Yeah. yeah. Are they still doing new ones, or are those the ones you're referring to? So that would that would be the caveat. I'd have to be able to pick the time span because any of the ones right. that came out in the last ten years, I'd be no good. Right. But the ones in my prime, I still uh, I still know a lot of those words. <laughs> Hey producer Josh, can you can you cut that clip from producer Josh for us to use later? Yeah, <laughs> yeah can you block I'll, sure. I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> Josh, uh, are I you actually, a karaoke a, fiend? I am not. <clears throat> no. I don't you won't catch me at a karaoke bar, but okay. that, that's that, that's a good one though, because the Venn diagram that you want is I'm great at it and nobody else does it or right. knows about it or can is like has any skill. Right. So yeah. that's like that's mine the would, perfect. Yeah, mine would be like y- using Microsoft Excel Power Query to scrape that <laughs> from baseballreference.com. Like, like that, like bring it. You're good done. luck. <laughs> Rick would pull Rick would Rick would pull some some data, some like uh computer scientist that just I know. Could you smoke just drawing uh, uh, actually um while we're talking i had a dilemma on the golf course today and i want to know how you guys would have approached this okay okay so i had first tea time of the morning 7 a.m and now that that round usually takes 215 okay i was told uh before i teed off and i knew this that there was a shotgun start at nine okay where i so i basically had to be done at nine no matter what I'm playing my round. I am done 16 holes. I get the message on the card that's like, time to come in. 
Okay. I stand on the 17th tee and I'm like, okay, I will just like play, like I'll play my way in. And they're still cutting the hole on 17. It's a par three. I don't know how long it's going to take. I skipped 17, which is part one. Would you have skipped? Would you have waited? But I, I don't, I don't like breaking the rules. When I was told to come in, I come in. I played 18. So I played 17 out of 18 holes. How would you deal with posting this score? Or could you just not post this score? I would, I would. So hot take just first rattle out of the box. Like I would, I would just give myself a, a bogey. I'd give myself a four or a five. Okay. I wouldn't give myself a par, but I, I wouldn't not post it. Cause I don't, I don't play frequently enough to be like skipping posting scores. Right. And I played, <laughs> I played almost all. And it's, it's not like I chose, like I was yeah, I'm not kind of I, off the golf course, but I would honestly, I'd probably give myself a, a five and yeah. feel, and feel great about it. Yeah. Did it have, was it a hole with water? No, it's a very short, it's a very short par three. It's like, my, it's like 125 yards. I might feel great about a four, but definitely a five. Okay. Patrick, what, uh, what's, I think you got, I think the chat's right. The net par, I believe technically that's what you're supposed to do. What's the net par? So like if, if it's a handicap that I, so if it's a hole that I would stroke on. Yeah. Otherwise I would take the bogey. Yeah. Is it a hole you play often? Yeah. Then I, I would like go last five rounds, <laughs> add up those scores. <laughs> And then take the average. All right. Depending like, on I, how. I think you're right for skipping it, though. I I have a habit of zipping around the golf course just to find, like, open holes in play. Yeah. Mm. The other thing is, like, when you play early in the morning, you run into maintenance, like, very, very quickly. So mm-hmm. I, well, I'm not, I don't like standing on the tee, like, waiting for like, – I don't want to apply pressure to this guy to get his work done faster – because I'm trying to get my, so I was like, I'll just skip it. I played 18, part 18. Now I'm like, what, what do I do about this? So it was, a, it was a sticky pickle. The sticky old pickle. sticky pickle. That's your favorite. Uh, by the way, I, this is kind of unrelated, but thinking about people playing open golf courses um, in the dark, uh, I was, I started normal sport three this week and I was looking back at the, the tiger Rory JT Spieth match. Yeah. Do you remember when so they played a one club hole, which was the best part of the whole thing? But Spieth had a three footer that he was trying to putt with his four iron, and he tried to get Rory to give it to him. And Rory goes, "I've seen you miss those with a putter." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "I forgot about that. That was sick. Yeah. That's a that's. I mean, there's no like the commentary in those is not what you." what everybody thinks it's going to be, but that one was, it's pretty good. I like that a lot. Uh, just to put a bow on that, I gave myself a bogey and posted the score. Yeah. I, I would yeah. feel, I would feel fantastic. You, you can, now, easy tonight. it was like a very average score. If it was like, if I was like going to shoot my lowest score ever, I think I'd feel different. And if I was going to shoot like a hundred, I think I'd feel different, but it was like a very average score. And I just, why would you feel different if you're going to shoot a hundred? Cause you think you should be higher. Yeah. It's like, well, if I'm already, if I'm gonna take a 99, I might as well take a hundred. Yeah. Like, why am I why am I shaving strokes on on the the this this round that's not gonna count anyway? 
but you also have the the uh the the stroke the um handicap control thing where you can't make more than a net double correct yeah i thought about that too so you could have just put put the x or whatever yeah Okay. But I, I would I would feel fine. I'm sure technically you're probably not even allowed to post it. Right? There's a lot of rules like that. Get, I, get, throw throw the golf rule book out. Right. That's my first that's my first off season agenda item. All right. Speaking of golf rules, um we're gonna uh, we've done the pleasantries. I'm gonna we're gonna dive into the most complicated uh question that came from the chat so or not from the chat so we can do questions from the chat but these are from the ratings and reviews emails twitter etc etc the first one and i don't know who sent this josh but um it is a very long concept for the playoffs i will digest it for you and give you the lowdown it is essentially three events in the playoffs where there is group stage in the round of 72 and the round of 36. So basically like match play round Robin, but being scored like the world cup. So if you win your match, you get three points, you tie, you get one, you lose, you get zero. Uh, And then that basically seeds you into the tour championship. There are ways that you can play yourself into this. But the tour championship ends with God, Josh. Um, <laughs> seeds eleven through eighteen playing an eighteen-hole stroke play event. What do you what What do you want me to do here? This is this, this is looks like the, this is like the framework agreement. Here's Keep the going. This is good here's, podcasting. Here's the problem. <laughs> so I'll just stop us right now. Here's the problem with this suggestion. I'm happy to talk about uh, tour championship and playoff suggestions and formats. The goal needs to be less confusing. Okay. The goal we cannot get to this where three plays the next lowest six plays the fourth lowest four plays the second lowest there's an 18 hole stroke play match there are ways that 29 and 36 can play their way in this, this can't happen <laughs> this is, I, I, I i commend the effort and the time yeah. and the energy and i this is very well thought out and i love it that the 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 idea we cannot we cannot get here I am very appreciative of this person for the five-star review (laughs) for the time and the weight. This must have, you know, really bogged him down to have that weight lifted off his shoulders, to have this spoken to other people. I'm happy to be that soundboard. Um, But I I read three sentences and I was confused already. Okay, so t- t- two things here. One, I need like a visual. I don't. I this is like a <laughs> this is like a SAT word problem. I can't. I can't have the word problem. Just <laughs> just show show don't tell. Uh, and then two, if you're if it's if it's if the end if what I'm getting in the end is a four man eighteen hole stroke play for the tour champ tour championship winner. I can't have that either. Like that's, that's not a good, if we're revamping the whole thing, that's not the outcome that I want. If you, if you want to say match play four man match play, okay, we can talk, but I can't have four man stroke play. That's not good. I've come around on match play at the tour championship. Yes, you have. I don't love it. I admittedly, but I have definitely softened my stance on it. 
Well, it, just- it, it it's it's unique, right? Like the the PGA Tour. Part of their problem is we don't need to relitigate all this, but part of their problem is they they want or they think that they are you know, up there with the major championship organizations. And while it's true that they are one of the five biggest organizations, it's become clear over the last couple of years that they're the least, they're the one that's the least um, valued by the players, the least anticipated. Like you, I mean, guys like making money, but in terms of like the, the top guys, they care more about the U.S. Open than anything on the PGA Tour. That's just the way it is. And so how do you differentiate yourself? How do you create some value um, and uniqueness in your tour? I, I don't know that I've been on several different podcasts talking about this with other people. I don't. They're in a bad spot from a scheduling perspective. We've talked about that, Rick. Like, it's just a it just sucks. Like, I, f- I feel for them from that from that standpoint. But it also gives you an opportunity to try something, you know, because what you're doing is kind of like, it's fine. It's not amazing. So try something different. I think, I think that's fine. And maybe it'll get criticized. Maybe it'll hit, but you don't know unless you try. The other thing about match play that I keep coming back to is there is a desire, Patrick, for the guys who performed the best in the regular season to get some type of reward for that. Yeah, I think John Rahm's been really big on that. He's been the main uh, voice against this version of the Tour Championship, the staggered start, and this year, obviously, is only going to add fuel to that fire. I think he finished, what, like 18th after the year he had? Um, But I've actually grown to the idea of the current situation we have because if I had to explain what the hell was just on the screen to my dad, <laughs> he, he would think I'm the biggest idiot in the world. He probably already does. But, it's a good litmus test for sure. The dad test. Yeah. And to those people, I mean, tour championship had its like highest viewing since tigers this year. It was a, a great tournament. It's very simplified now where You have the scores right there. There's no uh, election night leaderboard where Ohio is coming in at midnight. Yeah, there's only 12% 12 reporting. We got to win. Nevada is 1% in. It's already going blue somehow. I don't know how that works. (laughs) Yeah. County, you know, it's it's coming in. So it's very simple for the target audience to tune in at three o'clock on Sunday, know exactly what's going on. And the casual fan is the majority of the fan. I love the ideas. I would love for match play to be involved somehow, but the way they have it, it's, it's really easy to digest. And I think that's what they're going for. Well, I think that's, that's one of the problems with, for the, that the PGA tour has never really figured out is who are they, who should they be catering to? Right. And I think the majors get a little bit – lucky is the wrong word, but they, they are able to hit both parties, the the dad group and the sicko group. Yep. And that's a massive advantage that the tour doesn't have built in. And it creates this problem of like, hey, who, who do we cater to? Because you're, from a business standpoint, you're probably right, Patrick, at least in the short term. But in the long term – is it the wisest to kind of pander to the not pander, but like 
build your business around like the the which way the wind is blowing in in the present age or whatever. I, I'm not saying that correctly, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. rare, and I don't. I, this is the biggest problem with golf, and specifically the PGA Tour. They it's very rare for a sport to have two very, at least two very different fan bases. And the one that might be the least interested is the one that has the more disposable income, right? Like look at the ads. The ads are for my dad. My dad naps through the coverage, right? (laughs) Like that is, those are the, the people that are being most taken care of are the ones that have the disposable income are the ones that uh, are not following it as closely. Like it's a, it's a very weird dynamic that not but a lot you, of have. But if, if you, if you do the math, it's probably a better short-term business decision to, to, to build your product for those people. Right? Yes. In the short term. Absolutely. And so I, I, I would actually push back that I think other sports probably have this issue as well. I don't know. Maybe not. How, in what way do – football Football is is actually kind of like the – like NFL is kind of like the majors in that you get the casuals and the sickos. And for some reason, like I don't – I'd have to think more about it. You, you, you hit them both and they're both like the fantasy – the guy with nine fantasy teams and – Yep. Like my son who doesn't really know all the stuff, they're both like in and it works. Yep. Because there's only so many games and you can take whatever you want from it. You can take the fandom of the city that you play in or city you live in, right? Like you can just be in a city and that can be your team that you follow. That doesn't exist in golf. You've got stars and superstars. You've got the data fantasy nerds. It's just, you can take whatever you want out of it. It's the same product. I think the scarcity is is a is a meaningful part of this, and I've been beating that drum for years with the PGA Tour. Like all my friends are like, "Hey, when's you know is is it a downtime for you with golf?" And it's like, no, never. I mean, the last two weeks, right? And it's just it, people are like, "Oh, when you know is there an event this week?" I'm like, "There's there's literally an event like 49 weeks of the year." It's like no, not here, but there uh, the Irish Open's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I just think that engenders such a. It doesn't tell the casual fan what Matt what what you, you need to tell the casual fan. Hey, this matters, and golf struggles with that. I don't know if that's necessarily a PGA Tour problem. And then with the the sicko fan, it's like, man, I'm exhausted. And it's only September. We haven't even got to the Ryder Cup yet. I'm tired. And uh, so that scarcity problem, I think, is a real issue. But it's what happens, Rick, whenever you whenever you have a member-run organization that wants to create as many playing opportunities as possible for its for its people. Correct. You know, you're not you're not catering to the fan, you're catering to the player. And that's that's a problem. That's a that's a problem in the short term and the long term. It's a problem. Let's move on. Um, Russell in North Carolina says the fictional Ryder Cup is being played at Pinehurst number two. The U.S. team consists of Rick, Kyle, Patrick, Greg, and Mark. Give us the lineup for each session. Patrick, this is easy. Uh, if I'm captain, I run out you and Greg in every single session. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of like the energizer bunny of the bunch where I'll just go out, do whatever, electrify the crowd. I'm pumped yeah. we got Mark on the team doing a little Rory Sabatini-esque going yeah, on. That is true. Um, and and he, he's a huge get. We have a coach in the background. But I think I appreciate the vote of confidence in me, but Greg is really, I think, our, our horse. I know who's not the horses, KP. You and I should stay very far away from these lineups. <laughs> well, I think I think what here's here's what I think should happen. I think Greg and and uh, Greg and Patrick should play foursomes, and then either you or I should play four ball with Mark. And the reason I'm saying that is because I think Mark can can sort of just make a bunch of pars and like be super consistent. And you and I are going to make like sevens and threes. And that's kind of what you want in four ball. Having you and Mark run out there would be like putting Tiger and Phil together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the possible tension if things go around. The Lee Hodges sure. discourse. Yeah. Tearing right. you, guys guys, you might get lost. You, you know, there might be some infighting. There might be, you know, who knows what's oh, going to happen. Can you imagine the, the first time I blade one off the TV tower over the back of the, the back of the green? I can't do a Mark impression, but he, he would be just furious. Furious. What's the strokes gained on that shot, Kyle? Yeah, he would be all over it. <laughs> He's like, you know what they can't measure? But I love... This is your sphincter right now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm on your team. Uh, I love the Patrick and Greg foursomes. I, I, think they would, I think they would crush. I think they'd be so good together. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ryder Cup-esque questions, this is pretty interesting. Carson says, what do you think the longest putt the Euros are going to concede to Scotty Scheffler is in, in Rome? Which is got to be a conversation that they're having in the team room. What's safe? 18 inches? I don't know. I just saw him miss one of those. Uh, what is safe for concession to is Scotty he, in the Ryder Cup? Is he in the Zalatoris zone, Patrick? The Zalatoris zone. That's got to be like the new Mendoza line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this is assuming... Like they're not out of the hole and they tell them to pick up type of deal. This is everyone's still in the hole. I think it's probably under 36 inches. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say even like, like 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd agree with that. I'd put the over under at 30 and a half inches. Is, do you, do you, do you give him everything for the first nine? And then the first time he stands over a, a two and a half footer is to, is to keep the match all square on 12. <laughs> I think, I think one, so I was, I did, uh, I did the no lineup podcast this week and, and Tron was talking about how, uh, he's like, he, he said something like, I think this writer, this, there's an opportunity for this writer cup to break Scheffler, like just to, de just to like demoralize him. And I don't, I, I mean, Scheffler just, he's an unbelievable player, obviously major champion. Like he's, he's awesome. I do think that there is a – I don't know if this Ryder Cup could break him. I do think there's an opportunity for him to get incredibly irritated by what takes place, whether that's something that the fans do, not getting a putt, missing a putt. Like he, he's kind of – I remember I was at the PGA last year after he won Augusta, and he was 
pretty irritable. And he he's not like that as a person, but he I think he's so competitive that he gets like that on the golf course. And I'm curious to see how he responds to that as because in 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 2021 he was the 12th man. He was paired with Bryson, who was talking about having a brass chest, and like it was there was a lot going on there that was like outside of Scheffler. This time he's he's the number one player in the world. He's kind of the guy. And how how do you how do you respond to that when you know things are f- kind of frustrating for you on the course? I think that's a really interesting storyline going in. Isn't it crazy that the number like one of the potential outcomes is the number one player in the world like snaps and just breaks and we're, we're like that's that's terrifying. He's kind of done it before. I think it was Memphis last year where he was like slapping his putter repeatedly. Yes. Um and yeah, if you give the European fans any oh. smell of that frustration, it's just going to snowball into more and more and more uh so actually i mean the take by tron i think is pretty spot on where it, it could go one of two ways though if he makes some putts under this maybe it lights a fire under him for 2024 and we get the wins that should have came this year uh on the other <laughs> end it could just mentally ruin him well i think there's a real opportunity patrick for this to start going the wrong way for the Americans. You think about Scheffler, you think about JT, if he get if it's like bad early and he's mad or pouting or I mean the the European fans are gonna be all over him, right? And there's just there's some uh there's some there's some scenarios in which on like Friday night things are not looking great for the US. I will say the one good thing is like Scheffler is still just going to ball strike the crap out of it. Yeah. So those missed birdie putts and foursomes. Okay. You can get by with those. But that's, that's, I agree. He's the number one player, like whatever, but he will inherently, no matter what happens, have a smaller sample to contribute in. Yeah. When he gets to play 72 holes, there is very little reason why he does not end up in the top five or top 10, as he proved all year long. But when these matches are, what if they're 15 or 16 holes? What if he hits half the shots? It's just, there's not as much opportunity for him to separate himself in a smaller sample size. And that's, that goes for everybody, but that's kind of the issue with the way he plays. And he did that a bunch. He did that at Memorial this year where he barely made the cut and then he finished third. Right. So he'll have these kind of weird, I I don't know if he did it a bunch. He did it a a couple of times. And if he does, and if he does that, the Ryder cup, he's, he's like, Oh, and two. Yeah. And, and, and maybe then he gets to two and two or whatever, but that, that's possible. Maybe. But it's also good. I mean, we, we talked about how when, you, when you're when you frustrated with your putting or it's in your head, it puts so much more pressure on your – like especially in something like that where you're like, I got to hit it to like three feet to to win this hole. And then it that can go bad. It, it, there's just when – th- when one thing's not working, it affects all of your game. And I would say maybe even more so in a match play, team play environment. To counter that point, winner – semifinalist the last two years at the match play. So he knows how to turn it on for 18 when he has to, but he also, I think he's talked about it in majors where he realizes a bogey on a par five on Thursday. He's fine. 
yeah he he understands bogey on a par five in an 18 hole match he's probably not fine and he has to put it into overdrive so i'm really not too concerned about that okay we're going to continue this conversation we've got some uh more questions uh with some fun stuff coming but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Uh, Alex wants to know about our games the best and worst parts of our individual golf games patrick what's the best part of your game probably off the tee hmm. um i'm probably put last time i was on uh, a system of some sort was like two and a half years ago but pumping out there carry like 290 pretty accurate and then i cannot read greens to save my life <laughs> Like, I have no idea. I think I have a good putting stroke. Like, I feel super confident. I always hit it where I want to, but I'm just like five feet offline. Have you considered aim point? Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I, ain't, I ain't doing that. I don't really read them either. I kind of just look around, look at everyone else's putts, and then I just go. Yes, did you see the Claire Rogers tweet about this? When Trump got the Trump, when he got booked, the, his face, the uh, meme. Mm -hmm. And she said, when I pretend like I'm reading greens, but I'm really just waiting to putt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. That's exactly what you do. 
Pretty much. Sometimes I don't even pretend to read them, though, and, and that's probably the problem. <laughs> I uh, I always look around like, oh, there's a bunker over here. I'm like, okay, that might impact this, right? Sure. Just like, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Nowhere near the mother line my ball's on, but yep. I'm taking it in. I'll find something. Uh, I've got many weaknesses. I don't even know where to start. Well, I can't if hit- Patrick could drive for you, that'd be great. I take driver out of the bag. Don't need it. Can't hit it. Um, my course management is garbage. It's, it's atrocious. Uh, my chipping is if I have a t- I'm like, I'm like, like a homeless man's Victor. <laughs> like if I have a tight lie, forget about it. Just I'll put it from, you know, 90 yards. Uh, I don't know if I have a strength. My, I, I guess, uh, long iron play. Cause I hit long iron. I hit like three iron off the T now and it, I can get it out there. I, I, when my when my when my three and four iron are like working, I can I can play like I can get around. But um, yeah, I need a, I need a lot of work. I have a naturally like descending path, which is why I can't hit driver. But I'm, I can hit my irons okay. I can I can hit those pretty well. I I cannot chip. I've got no shot. I've got zero shots. I have a 60 degree in my bag that is my, it's brand new. I don't know. I, I don't know when you got, you got it four years ago. <laughs> I, so brand new. I just use my 56 everywhere. Cause I'm like, well, if I should just try to figure out one club, I, I am two grooves low on every single chip. I, I it's horrendous. It's so we, we played together in, um, in New York this year. Our hotel, the, our hotel had a nine hole golf course around it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, your, so here's what I noticed. If I'm remembering correctly, your, your, your swing is good and the tempo is good. I think your tempo on chips is, is not good. Like it's, it's D cell XL. Like there's a lot of cells going on. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot. I'm, I am the world spins so fast when I'm greenside. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that seems like, um, it's not an, none of these are easy problems to fix, but, uh, it seems fixable. It should be. It's such a small swing. Like why, right. can't, why can't I get the club from, from <laughs> here to here? But this is, this is how I felt about, uh, like I would play flag football or just anything in college and be like, Oh, you want me to throw a 30 yard out? I'll throw that all day. I can't throw like a five yard comeback. Like I can't, I have, I have no touch. Like I, I throw it like a hundred miles an hour and like <laughs> try to take somebody's head off. And it's like, well, that's not going to work. So I, there's no, no tempo, no rhythm. That's how I feel around the greens too. All right. We got to get, we got to get some, uh, we got to get some work in uh, Kyle M the mysterious Kyle M submitted the question. Ooh. He said he wants to know what he th- what we think the coolest names, coolest names, doesn't even matter if the golf course is good or not, coolest names of golf courses. He listed a couple to tantalize us. Valhalla, he likes, the Copperhead course, and the, uh, now do they pronounce this, the Real Club, Valderrama? They can't Valderrama's say. cool. I like Valderrama. Uh, first one that came to mind for me is Pasa Tiempo. I did not think it's good, that. It's a good one. I went like uh, I went I went and I said um there is nothing that that makes the hair stand up on my arm more than the country club. 
if you are the country club, you you've done it right. Like you don't even have to differentiate. We we're the only one, right? Like it, it's us. I, I, that gets my juices flowing in a big way. I like That's that. Pretty cool. What about a uh, mystic rock at Nemecolon, the lumber 84 sure. tournament? Yeah. How about it? Mystic rocks. Pretty good. I think DJ <laughs> won that one year. Sure. Maybe John Daly too. DJ also won at Turning Stone. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, I was wondering if you were thinking about that. Um, you know what I don't like the the two courses on site, and they're just directional: north, south, east, west. Yeah, uh, have some creativity. Give me something, right? So, Tor- I mean, Tory Pines, right? North course, South course. Like, come on. Yeah. We we could not come up with. At least ocean course and the pine course. You know who does that? You know who does that well is Bandon. They've they've named all their courses very well. They've done a lot of things well. But I mean, Kapalua's got two courses: Plantation and the Bay Course. You can't just direct. It's so it's 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 lazy. It's boring. It's confusing. I'm I'm trying to think of other um... Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is a great one. Uh, I am looking through like a list though, so don't. Nine bridges isn't that bad, and it has meaning. There's nine yes. bridges, so that's the thing. It should really, it should really connect to the the land. So the nine bridges is great because it's obviously the nine bridges. That's a good one. I kind of like some of the the uh, the European ones, like Royal Portrush or Royal County Down, mm. um, stuff like that is. It's what very you, cool. What do you think the most common? There was a uh, maybe it was Shane Bacon, maybe Shane Ryan tweeted this out at one point. What's the most, or maybe it was Lou Stagner, so, somebody on Twitter said, What do you think the most common golf course name is? Oof. I have I have one submission. Uh most common golf course name. I mean, there's probably like a lot of like Pine, pine, something, yeah, yeah, something like that. Pine, Pine Creek, yeah, hitting, hitting, hitting Creek. Were you gonna say Um, Lake, Lake, something? No, mine is uh, (laughs) Springfield Country Club. Okay, because there's probably there's what like forty Springfields in the country. Yeah, that's a good one. one. David in the chat says Twin Oaks. Yeah, like something like that. (laughs) Twin Lakes. Yeah. You know what I've never liked. Is uh, this is this is heretical amongst the architects of the group? But I've never liked the National Golf Links name. Oh no! It's it sounds generic. It sounds like a I mean it's name. it's like a top five course in the in the country, but it sounds it sounds as if the it sounds like one of those um uh like the tribute. There's a tribute here in Dallas, and it's mm-hmm. like oh we've got 18 holes from the best court, and you're like. Yeah, I don't think that's Velvet Augusta. I mean, it, it doesn't even, it's not even really close. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, there was one other I wanted to throw out there, but I cannot remember. I like Winged Foot and Great Logo. What's uh, what's the Jordan course Grove 23? The yeah. it looks like a cheetah or a leopard, and he uses like the Roman numerals too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty sick. Panther, what's JT working on? Panther National, pa- yeah. yeah. That'll be pretty. Uh, I think the LACC logo is up there. Uh, Friar's Head as a name is very good. Just kind of going like, down the list. I like Shinnecock's logo too. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the Northeast, like old Northeast courses have a lot of great. Yeah. Uh, Rip, Fisher's Island's a very good logo. Riviera is an underrated logo because it's got the, it's like got the hidden flag in the middle of the R. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Uh, Josh from Twitter. This is uh, specifically for you, Patrick. Oh. oh, God. He wants to know if you have devised an off-season plan or a new strategy for the one and done. And if you think that you can go last to first. Uh, that's a good question. I, I guess on the horizon was some sort of vision quest here in the winter, but I did just see what happened out there in the desert by, by you, Rick, technically with burning man thoughts and prayers to all those people, poor yeah. souls. Yeah. Hopefully That's no awesome. one's still out there. Such a shame, such a shame. Hate um, to see it. <laughs> really? You, you got diarrheal plane in the air and then you got that on the ground. It's coming from all directions yeah. literally and figuratively. <laughs> Um, but so the vision quest out there in the Western desert was probably the play. I don't know if it's still on the table, but, uh, yeah, we're just gonna probably fight through our losses in this NFL season, chase, chase some losses, which will, which is typically what you want to do and get back to it. Come January one. I'm not concerned at all. I'm not concerned. Uh, this one, David in the chat has a good one here. What is your biggest golf flex? Could be the best course you've played, the coolest person you've played with. I don't know if some of these are divulgeable. KP, you've played, you've played the course. Yeah, that's mine. ANGC, 95. Heard of it? Parred like four of my last five. Tried to play 18 more. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I did try, but they wouldn't have let me. Um, I, uh, I played Oakmont a few summers ago. Opened with a birdie, proceeded oh, to first hole is hard. Shank my tee shot on two, make a seven, shot seventy six. So, have you played with anybody cool that you're willing to t- tell us? That's a flex, Patrick. Um, like cool adjacent people who, like when I did play Oakmont, I played with this guy who was probably in the Greek mafia, <laughs> and he was he was texting Brandel Shambly the entire time. <laughs> The Greek Mafia. Was it Giannis? Uh, no, this guy, his job, he, this could be. Um, Careful now. Yeah, he, we should move he would, on. He would just, he did a lot of things for famous people. He had a, a good Rolodex, I would say. He did a lot of, that could mean anything. Uh, <laughs> my, I played with Ricky in a, in a pro-am. That was fun. Um. I, I'm trying to think courses. I, I got on Shadow Creek and didn't pay a dime for it, which was awesome. Um, been a lot of dimes. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Uh, I, I think one of the bigger flexes is when we get inside the ropes. People love that. Like when you tell when you tell people that and like you get to see stuff like that's that's sick. I think yeah, it's generally awesome. And like the sort of. A version of that is like when I when you go to a local event and you see people that or people that you know see you, they're like, oh, because mm-hmm. because you know people don't really know. Like I'm not telling all my friends like how my job works and whatever. But if if people that you know see you at the at the tournament and you're like walking with Spieth or Scheffler, it's like, oh, that's that's different. That's kind of a. I've I felt like I was flexing when we were in Phoenix and with Rory's pro am group and Larry Fitzgerald was in that group, 
and I in, I ignored Larry Fitzgerald to because I didn't want to be like a like I wanted him to know that I was like ignoring him because I <laughs> you know what I mean you like, you flexed on Larry Fitzgerald yeah like I don't need to say what's up to him I'm just gonna chill over here sure like I don't need to chat with him yeah, like, I will I'm, say I'm good the, Larry the, the the first event I ever covered was the 21 BMW at Caves Valley and it was disgustingly hot that week in Baltimore like 105 feels like 110 and I would I was just like handing water out to spectators from the buckets and I felt like I was like the Red Cross or something that was kind of my flex people were like crying when I gave them water bottles there is there this started um it might have started at Brookline last year but there's been a lot more events recently where they just give you free water where it's like sponsored by Aquafina or Dasani or whatever, and every water station on the ground, like concessions is free. That's that's how you get me to be your customer. Like that is so handy for everybody involved. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in a golf tournament. Yes. Yes. Uh, last one here. I think this I've got one last flex if y'all want it. I put on a uh, I put on one of the robes in the in the champions locker room at Augusta National. What now for people who don't know, myself included, what do you mean a rope? Well, they see so if you get if you play the, if you win the I probably am not supposed to be saying <laughs> this, but if you, it's not like a you people have written about it before, but you you your locker is in the champion's locker room, right? So I had like I can't remember either, I think Arnold Palmer's locker or something. Easy to forget. No, it wasn't that, it, I wouldn't have forgotten that. <laughs> But they have like robes in the bathroom, so you can uh, take a shower, throw a robe on. Is it green? It's it's not. It's white. <laughs> but you know that Phil has worn all of them at, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, of the champions dinners probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's that's, that's pretty interesting. It's a flex. I didn't, I didn't know that existed. Kyle, okay. what what is the uh, the water pressure situation in the showers there? Pretty good. Ten out of ten. Um, yes, but I think it, <laughs> this is, this is such a hard question. Cause everything you say sounds like ridiculous. <laughs> you sound like such a, such a D bag. I think the best water pressure was uh wing foot. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Completely normal. <laughs> completely normal sentence. Noted. <laughs> got to, got to keep those rankings. Somewhere. Well, I think the best water pressure was that winged foot. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mark. <laughs> I always slip in the mark every now and then. Last one. Uh, Do you believe Live Golf and the subsequent PGA merger, alleged, were a direct result of the popularity golf gained for being the first sport back after the COVID shutdown, or in all likelihood, would it have happened anyway? I lean it would have happened anyway because golf's not the only sport that Saudi Arabia has tried to get involved in or will or has since been trying to get involved in. Right? I agree. I, I think it would have happened no matter what, but I do like the potential of tying China into this just to make it more fun for everyone. Perfect. Yeah. The China PGA tour, Saudi Arabia love triangle. I've been wanting more Josh Holly in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This September 13th, Kyle. 
<laughs> I think it's I think it's interesting, Rick, because what you just said about how they've gotten into other sports, if you think about it, they've really only done non-American centric I'm not saying that the right way, but sports that are primarily played outside of America, right? They haven't gone after uh, American football. They haven't gone after basketball, baseball, but they have gone after soccer. They have gone after golf. They are going after tennis. And so it's just, is it like a matter of time before they enter into those others or are they staying more on the kind of global spectrum what's their involvement in f1 i know there's a race there F1, and i know yeah. they're a big sponsor but is is there like an ownership stake in the same way that they're trying to get involved in golf and other sports i don't know i don't know what the relationship is in f1 but i know it's like something i think they tried to i'm gonna get this wrong i think that i think they have ownership in a team or multiple teams okay. so i don't i don't know i don't believe they have equity in the entirety of the league in the same way they're sort of trying to do with with golf um it looks so like yeah. they might have had a stake depend uh this headline from sports business journal says the mclaren pit, yeah is they're they're in the process of selling their stake in mclaren okay yeah that's what i remember but i also think that there was some talk about, and this might have been just rumor, like them buying F1 for like $30 billion or something just preposterous. Like just buy, just owning the whole league, essentially. Yeah, $20 billion. They tried Was it to. 20 Doesn't seem like the, enough, does it? The athletic well, I, yeah, report, I agree. Report to buy was speculation. Yeah. Oh, I got it right here. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, explore, this is from Bloomberg, explored bid to buy F1 for over $20 billion. Yeah doesn't sound like enough. I went down this rabbit hole. Yeah, like I think it was earlier this year and it was like God, this is this is crazy. Uh there was one more thing I wanted to say about that. Um Le Did you see LeBron James was in Saudi Arabia? Mm. -mm. Mm -hmm. Was not that was he was who knows what he's doing. Maybe maybe looking for some funding for his Las Vegas franchise. Ironheads, <laughs> maybe you never know. Hey, what's this? What's this loss? Is he going to own a basketball team in Las Vegas? Well, I think that he has uh, expressed a lot of a lot of interest in owning a an NBA team eventually, at some sure. point. Sure, and of then obviously, and then I think he wants it to be a new franchise in Vegas, right? The NBA has been. I mean, they've been trying to get to Vegas longer than any any other sport. I think there is likely a Western expansion where you add Seattle back in, you add Vegas, Vegas in, you move Memphis to the East. Boom. You're up to 32 teams or 34 teams, whatever that is. And I think the, the, the working theory is that LeBron wants to own that Vegas team. He's crazy because he's, he's really set himself up for post career multi-billionaire status. And also been like the best player in the world for 17 straight years. I just, I, I, I don't, you have to have good people around you to do the, both of those things, but it's, it's extraordinary for him to have a comp. Cause you know, you think about even in golf, like guys that have had a lot of success post playing career, you don't, you're not really, maybe Arnold Palmer set up a lot of that before, but it's, it's a rare thing in sports and he's, he's done a really good job of it.
to imagine that he came into the league with so much hype and expectation and then flat surpassed all of it is yeah. crazy. It's tiger. Uh, Paul says Vegas is not big enough for four franchises. It is. Spoiler alert. And growing uh, every day. Baseball, Raiders, A's, Raiders, Golden hockey, Rangers. and and uh, basketball. Yeah. They already got WNBA out there, right? Yep. They've got the Aces. Um, I mean, they already have a minor league baseball team that outdraws the A's. So, How, well, part one. we have a we have a high school team that might outdraw the A's. Uh, how many people live there, Rick? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Las Vegas population six hundred fifty thousand and rising. It's, it's it's weird, right? Because that's not that's small, but Vegas is not a small city because it's a de- it's like. You pr- like in terms of how many people visit it every year, it's right. probably there's the- probably there's at any given moment there's probably at least a million people in the city. Yeah, probably. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, probably yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. And the the setup is, you know, for these franchises, a lot of these tickets are going to be bought up by casinos to be used for comps and all this other stuff. Like you don't necessarily need. Uh, 20,000 season ticket holders sitting there like ready to buy your tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. How uh, are, are they still doing the construction for F1? Dude, yeah, they're sh- they shut down the strip the other day and everybody's all upset about it And because, I mean, they got to repave like the whole thing in advance and it's crazy. I might be there for that, Rick. <sighs> Are you going to see the for the race or just like at the same time? I gotta, I gotta tell you offline. I can't tell you on here, but um, real quick, pull up Renata, uh, producer Josh. Can you pull up Renata B's question at 458? He says, What to do about um, golf's putting problem, as highlighted by Scotty Shuffle in 2023. Almost half of golf strokes are putts, and tournaments are decided on a skill more like bowling than ball striking. So, I don't know where I heard this, might have been from you, Rick, but uh, putting like every stroke on the green should just count as a half a stroke. I think you told me that. So you heard, not, so you heard it from somewhere else. You told me that. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe we sick. talked about it. Um yeah, so what you're saying is uh the so so the idea would be you hit the fairway, you hit the green, two putts. That is no longer a four. That is a three. Yeah. But what does that solve? Well, it rewards hitting greens. Should because that, if you, does, if does that, does that need to be more rewarded? Well, I mean, we're just making stuff up. I don't yeah, know that yeah, it needs sure. to be more rewarded. But if you if you hit if you pound greens, like think about um, like hitting a green on a on a par five. All of a sudden, instead of you're rewarded disproportionately for hitting for getting for being able to reach a par five and two because now you can three putt and you make a three and a half instead of a five the other thing to consider is like technically because this gets this gets um said a lot on like swing tip videos or golf like like oh half of your shots are with your putter or whatever and while, while that's i guess true not half but whatever 
Um, Maybe. That's really not how you separate yourself, though. Like, it is, you are separating yourself more statistically from your opponent's ball striking because you're all taking a larger percentage of putts. Do you get what I'm saying? You're all, say that again. What was the last thing you said? You're taking, if 30% of your shots are putts, but 28% of my shots are putts. Like I'm not separating myself that much from you there, even though we're all taking a large percentage of our total shots are with our putter. The way that I separate myself is how quickly I get to use my putter. That's what the stats show. So while. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. This would be like taking it beyond. Like I, I actually think that ball striking is a pro is appropriately rewarded now this would be almost like rewarding it too much probably right yeah denny mccarthy would be filing a grievance yeah i mean scotty (laughs) scheffler lost like eight strokes and lost by one one tournament i was looking back uh i think we i think we talked about this but vj Singh won nine times in 2004 and he was a negative putter Nine times he lost, he won three tournaments in which he was a negative putter in the tournament. Say that again. He won three different tournaments in 2004 in which he was negative strokes gain putting for the, for the event, for the tournament, which has happened like three times in the last two years by anybody. Yeah. It's only happened like 15 times in the last 20 years. And he's, he was three of them that year. That's insane. It was, it, it, you got to go look up VJ saying 2004 strokes game. It's a joke. It's like the, it's like the hyper version of Shuffler season this year. I want to make a correction. Um, I gave you the population numbers for just the city of Las Vegas, but like Henderson's different, right? So the Las Vegas Metro, the Valley is like 2.3 million people. Okay. So, yeah. It's much bigger. Um, you guys want to touch this one? What is your honest opinion of the CBS weekly broadcast? Matthew says nothing personal, but it is excruciatingly bad. And he wants us on there. He wants us on there. Yeah. I, well, you don't want me on there. <laughs> Trust me. It's hard. Uh, I think that golf in general is a, is a bad viewing experience and not because it is. Uh, I think it's also the most difficult to broadcast, right? It's all over the place. It lasts forever. But I do think that the fandom is underserviced and is asked to do things that no other sport would be asked to do, like flip channels, come in late. Um, it is not unique to CBS. It is not unique to NBC. The, the broadcasts in general are, in my opinion, leaving a lot for improvement. You know what, you know what a good broadcast is, Rick? What's that? The world feed. The world feed is the goat. So the world good. feed, which does it only run on majors? No, I guess there's well, got to be a world feed at all times, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want more information. I couldn't get enough during the open. I think it was the first, or I, I don't know how much access I've, we've we've had to the world feed, but it's it's the problem is, it, and this is something that. I was talking to like a bunch of people from other countries were DMing me and saying like, Oh, I get the world feed. There's only one commercial an hour, just absurd stuff, just preposterous stuff. 
But if that's true, then the business model doesn't work. It's subsidized elsewhere. So how is it subsidized? I, I don't know. That probably varies from country to country. So I think you have to take that into account and say, oh, well, this could be better. Well, yeah, maybe, but that money has like, it has to come from somewhere. And so I don't know, I would love to talk to somebody who is a unbiased person in that industry and say like, Hey, what's a, what's a reasonable solution to all of this? If, if, if everybody was able to kind of work together on it, cause I think there is a, sol a solution to making the whole product better. Again, not a C it's not a, CBS specific thing, but I, I don't have enough knowledge to know exactly what that solution is. The world feed is like, there's just no commercials ever. And, and they show sometimes, sometimes with a commentator, sometimes not sometimes. I mean, cause they also show the world feed, um, in like the press center. So like when you're, when you're in the media yeah. and like the, for like the U S open, and it just never goes to commercial or, or when it goes to commercial, they put up a leaderboard or whatever. Like, it's just, I don't know who controls it, but I need it. Well, I think it's, yeah. I don't, I don't know who the brains is behind that operation, but to answer Matt's question, I think CBS sports did a stellar job <laughs> this go. year. We had the FedEx cup playoffs. Oh my goodness. Did Whoa. you guys watch that back nine at East Lake commercial free? I actually, background. I actually did not watch it, Patrick. I was writing Hovland so that we could get done early. Okay, well, I watched very little. Of it. Uh, can I? <laughs> can I shout out? Uh, yeah, I just hung you out. I just threw one over the middle right there. I, I would love to shout out one of my favorite uh, broadcasting just tidbits throughout the year is uh, SVP and David Duvall at the PGA Championship. Yes. They just kind of cook early and I can't remember. They're definitely on early on the weekend. And I think, I think all four days they're on like in the early coverage, they're phenomenal. Like SVP makes something that is very, 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 very difficult. Look really simple and easy. What does he, and what does he do? Kyle, what does he, what does he do? He speaks the language. He, he talks like we talk about golf. He talks like you talk about golf with your friends. Right. And he, but he does, he, he professionalizes it, which is, that's impossible to do. And he's like one of the only people that can do it. He doesn't try too hard. If he, if there's nothing to say, he doesn't say it. When there's something to say, he speaks the language. He, I agree. It is like, it is a very good presentation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Duvall's great. He'll, and Trevor, Trevor Immelman does this too. He'll call, he'll say, how's a bad shot? Yes. And yes. you're like, oh, Tre okay. What I've noticed about Trevor is he will say before the shot is hit, I don't like this or like, yeah. I don't like what he's trying. Usually it comes after the guy hits it in the water that someone says, Oh, I didn't like that play. Sure. It's a lot harder to go on the record before he hits it, whether you like the decision or not. But that's the way to determine things, right? You, we have such, I was hollering about this, about the Ryder cup. We have such outcome bias of like, Oh yeah, of course you didn't like it when I landed in the middle of the lake, but make the call, you know, before that, before that happens. Of course you don't like JT when he goes 0 and 4 in Rome. Make the call right now. Right. Okay. Final thoughts? Football tonight. Who wins, Patrick? Chiefs Oh Lions. man, are we betting? Uh Kelsey's out. I'm going to take the Lions to win what's outright. The, what's the, Ooh. I think it was four and a half or five and a half. Yeah, I think it, it got down to four and a half. Uh, uh so I will tell you right now it is NFL 
Oh, it's in Kansas City, though, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm, minus four. Oh, I'm back on Kansas City. <laughs> Chiefs minus four. Uh, they're minus 205 on the money line. The over-under is 53. Wow. I like Chiefs. Chiefs minus four. Yeah. They just, the, Lions are, are the Lions are the team – are the are the Lions? I'm not gonna say that. Are the Lions the team that everyone like just expects to be good? That's like they're not gonna be that good. Like, I, what's I this love so. for the Lions? Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, oh, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jared Goff NFL quarterback, Jared Amon Ross, St. You're, Brown. You're a you're a football guy now, Rick. You break it down for yeah. us. I ten days a year. This this is it. No, I got to go back once the field tomorrow at five when the field gets announced for the Fortinet. I'm I'm no longer a football guy. Um, I, Jared Goff is whatever. Like, I don't, Number is he good? Player. I don't think he's that good. No, he is an like, he's an average NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they finished really strong last year, but I agree with Nine you. I, I, I think it's all smokes and mirrors. The smokes. real team, smoke and mirror, the real team to watch out for are the Pittsburgh Stillers. Yeah. I knew you'd come back to that. Um, they're dogs. They're dogs at home against the Niners. That's, Niners that's are money. good. That's a money line play. Is Brock really going to buy into Brock Purdy? Yeah, like, come on. No, I'm out on Brock Purdy. I watched him for four years at Iowa State. He was – he's fine. There is a sports – actually, I guess I can say this. DraftKings has – you can – every single game for the whole year, the lines are out. Hmm. The Niners in on December 31st are minus seven against the Rams. How – what? What? Somebody's got to be crushing these okay. lines. Right. Phil. <sighs> okay, so I'm listening to that book, okay? Here's a tip. If you're going to read The Gambler, if you want to read that book by Billy Walters, you should read it. Don't listen to it. He narrates it, which mm. voice voice acting is a skill. That's a talent. It's not against – nothing against Billy Walters, but – it's a tough lesson. Just because he de- he can he like not read or what? <laughs> First off, he does the he whistles his s's, <laughs> it's just, mm. uh. and then also, I mean, he's like old, so he kind of like slurs a little bit. He's got like <laughs> he's got like real wet mouth, and uh. also you can tell when they had to re-record lines, so like the audio levels will change like from one sentence to another, like he came back the next day, he was a lot more energetic or whatever. It's just, it's a tough lesson. Voice, voice acting is a skill and they should have hired a professional. Mm. Noted. But I'm like committed to it now. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I, my fear with the book is like the, the writer cup thing was the, the nugget and all the other stuff. You're kind of like, eh, yeah. There's yeah, there's some interesting stuff about just how that how how big the operation became and how things that they did that were interesting, but it, it's there's nothing super revolutionary in it. The Ryder Cup thing's insane. Yeah, I mean people are like, oh well, it's only like a hundred dollars shit. Like I don't care what the I don't I don't I, the value of it doesn't matter to me. It's the it's 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 the bravado of somebody like Phil thinking that he could just like bet on the Ryder Cup and and not and nothing would happen. Like that's in that is sociopathic. I've never heard anybody ask, well, how much did Pete Rose bet? Right? Yeah. Ones that I've never heard anyone ask that. It's just the fact that he did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it's wild. 
pleasure, gents. We'll be back. Uh, so next week is a more standard fall week. So I believe, Josh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Monday DFS, Tuesday mega preview, Sunday recap for the fall is my understanding. If that changes, we will let you know. Thank you for the questions, the comments, and the concerns. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald, available on Twitter at Amateur Status. You can find Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.